You're listening to The Big Show on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Well, good morning there. How do you do bright and early on your Monday morning? 6.02 and welcome to it. As we're underway, a brand new spanking week here in 2023. Second week of the year. Sure, me as well. <laughs> Welcome aboard. My name is Matt Rose. You're listening to The Big Show with Russick and Rose. George Russick will be here eventually. Patty Dumas sitting in and we love it so. And in the other room, GVP's back. Hi. We also got Alex Brody in the other room. Happy Monday. The whole gang's all here. Damn right. Incredible. <laughs> Do you have a good weekend, pal? You know what? It was all right. It was okay. It was okay. It could was, have been worse. Could have could have been better. It could have been worse. Could have had a little bit of a better result in the Sunday nighter. Ooh. Yeah. That the, one. The Packers fan sitting across oh, from me here. Yeah. Yeah, mm. that was that was tough. Nice way to cap your weekend. Oh my a god. Cherry on top there. It, it just went downhill. Um, yeah, I, I didn't feel like turning that game on after uh after the Flames game. I was a little bit sour. I felt like I'd had enough of sports, and maybe it was just time to kind of wrap it up for the day. Oh, yeah. And uh, that's pretty much how it went, because, hmm, hmm. Weekend as a whole for the Calgary Flames. Friday, Islanders game. Pretty good, pretty good. Could have been, yeah, that was four fine. One? Four to one. <laughs> you get the jump on them. Semyon Varlamov doesn't play well. The Islanders are sleepy in the first period, playing the second no half back to back. No Matt Barzell. Yeah. And the Flames took advantage yeah. on a, a few opportunities. They were able to get a, a, a nice early lead and kind of ride that all the way through the rest of the game. Only allowing 25 shots from the Islanders, but also only mustering 21 of their own, yeah. which is kind of rare for this group. Mm-hmm. But then again, the, they don't necessarily have an outstanding record when they have over 30 shots. They're right around 500. Yeah. It's a strange conundrum that we're seeing with the team this year in that Weird. kind of variety where if they have less shots, they've actually got a better winning record. But we can dive into that at another <laughs> point. They get the victory against the Islanders. And it was good. Wasn't great. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, was, it was a four-home game. It was like, it was the quick start. I think you were like, okay, the quick start. And then after that, it was just kind of they kind of hold on from there. Yeah, I didn't ever really feel like the Islanders pressed. And it wasn't like the Flames overly were. They definitely weren't dominant. It was just the early goals that made it look like it was a more dominant performance. But in the end, it was two points against uh, you know an out-of-a-conference team on a back-to-back. Yeah, and I, I didn't think that the opponent necessarily had their best game. I thought the Flames were moving yeah. through the neutral zone with a lot of ease. Yeah. Um, the only time they got scored on at the end of the first period there, tough change. The Dorov can't gap up on his man, mm-hmm. Parisi, with a real nice shot, and he's able to beat Markstrom. Markstrom, who had to make a couple of big breakaway saves in the second period yeah. to make sure that that thing, you know, stayed as a as a winning result. And then Varlamov allowed another sneaker in the third, mm-hmm. and that was pretty much the game. Yeah. And he felt pretty good about it. Heading mm-hmm. into this road trip. Yeah. Five gamer, central division teams, the Predators, the the Hawks, the Blues twice. The Stars. And the Stars. Stars being the team that you're kind of circling as the, the measuring stick game, if you will. Yep. Being the central division leaders mm-hmm. uh, as you enter this road trip. The Blackhawks on the opposite end of the spectrum. Yeah. The league worst team in the NHL going Absolutely. into the contest bottom and they didn't have Patrick Kane no their best player was wasn't even there but um nevertheless the Hawks had a couple of guys who showed up Mm -hmm. um Max Domi and Lucas Reichel (laughs) really impressed me yesterday holy crap Lucas Reichel plus three yeah Lucas um, Reichel third ever game Third game this season, thirteenth yeah, NHL game. Yeah, sorry, scored his first this... NHL goal. Yes. Um, I remember the twenty twenty draft, which mm-hmm. is the Alexi Lafreniere draft, the Quinton Byfield the draft, September draft. Yeah, there was a whole <laughs> bunch of guys in that one that were kind of North American skaters that yeah. went really high. Yeah, 
And then, as far as the Europeans, there was Yaroslav Askarov, mm-hmm. the Russian goaltender, who ended up going to the Predators. And then there were four European guys, the two Swedes, Lucas Raymond, who went fourth overall to Detroit, yeah. Alexander Holtz, who went seventh overall to the Devils, Anton Lundell, who went 15th overall to Florida, the Finn, and then there was the German, Lucas Reichel, the nephew of former Flames draft pick Robert Reichel. Um, and has taken a little bit longer for him to get here. Yeah. But yesterday was a game that showed why he's a guy that has 17th overall kind of pedigree. Mm-hmm. I thought he made a really nice pass on the first goal, a little behind-the-back pass yeah. to Seth Jones. He gets his own rebound. And him and Domi were humming all night long. The overtime me, goal. The, the overtime <laughs> goal is another nice one. They were the, the, the lone group for Chicago that I thought was really humming. Yeah. That's a problem if you're the Flames because it shouldn't be that difficult. Max Domi looking like he's going to be able to get the Hawks a, a nice little return at the trade deadline here as he's had a nice little resurgence season. Mm-hmm. Lucas Reichel's a guy who's going to be around there, probably part of the solution. Um, but at the same time, when it's these two guys, Reichel scoring his first NHL goal, playing in his 13th NHL game, and Max Domi, who's struggled to find a, any mm-hmm. consistent home in the NHL since he's been he, in the NHL, when those are the guys that's lighting yep. your, your team on fire, those, those are issues. The power play was solid yesterday. Oh. <laughs> you get two power play goals, you should win the game almost nine times out of ten. They were solid on the kill. Um... Jacob Markstrom struggled after, like I said, thought he made a couple of big saves in the second period of that Islanders game to make sure they maintained the victory. But at the same time, you know, some juicy rebounds that he was kicking yeah, out. That was the one thing you don't like the three out of eleven, but that the second goal was probably the one you want to fault him the most on. Is like that was a you want to control that rebound a little bit. Can't fault him on the third goal. That's a two on one left out. It's I didn't love his like I I didn't love how he played it and I didn't love the body okay. language on the third goal okay. so I wasn't surprised that Daryl went for the hook there yeah but the problem for me like you had other issues happening you had problems up the ice you had offensive zone turnovers you had Hannafin for for example yeah. the the third one mm-hmm. Hannafin pinches down low which is fine but then you got to get back to your spot and yeah. he gets beaten There's nobody back there. to the net exactly and then Rasmus Anderson that pass goes right between <laughs> his legs which is always tough when you're the defenseman trying to stop a 2 on 1 cuz that's your gig yeah stop the pass shoot you know goalie's got the shooter yeah and when it kind of nutmegs you that's always a tough one yeah um an offensive zone turnover that doesn't result well mm-hmm. there was a couple of sloppy changes in this game that cost the Very, Flames yeah that the and it, <laughs> It was the same deal with the Islanders. One goal, a sloppy change. Guys don't gap up. And listen, I don't know if this is guys not picking their spot properly, mm-hmm. if this is guys coming off the bench and not understanding what their assignment is, yeah. where to go, how to hold your defensive structure mm-hmm. after you come off the bench. I would argue that both of them are probably relevant in different situations. But this year, whether it's too many men penalties with stuff going on around the bench, whether it is changes leading to goals the other way. Like the, it's felt the way Dube more prominent. Penalty. It's the, felt way more prominent the, this year. The Dubay penalty on Kurashev. I hated that. Chicken winged him right in the back, right in the numbers. He didn't need Shit. that. I didn't like that at all. I know and he took Domi with him, but he got the extra minor. Yeah, like, but, uh, like <laughs> well, the Dubay penalty is different. Like that's one thing. They, if he's gonna be I don't love that play either, but they ended up being able to obviously get through it and everything. It's get just, through it, right? They they yeah. were one for one on the kill. But my problem is, what is happening around the bench? Why is this so chaotic? When you have Daryl, was it Zahorna fell off the bench on I, Friday? I have no idea what, what is going on. <laughs> it has been perplexing this year for a team that. You look at the head coach and you say, this is a group that should have all of their details in order. Yeah, the, the little things. Attention to detail and the little stupid like things, intricacies the, that make this thing a sport should be perfect. It's what gets preached all the time. How does this keep yeah. happening when we're 41 games this into year, the season? And I, this year completely out. The, like, yeah, you're right. Like, It's the little things that creep back into their game that they cannot shake, and we're halfway through the year now. Overtime change. Yeah. Kadri and Huberto come onto the ice with Rasmus Anderson. 
Everyone's pointing at different guys. Ugh. And Reichel and Domi, boom, boom, little crossover. Domi makes a power move to the middle of the net, mm-hmm. and it's, and you've lost the extra point against yeah. the Blackhawks. Yeah. And yeah, great. You, you did get the one. And, you know, like Daryl said, maybe lack of preparation here was not very good. Yeah, they didn't skate yesterday as they were... Uh... We they got uh, pushed the, out for the Globetrotters. I don't know if you went and saw the Harlem Globetrotters, but they were here on Saturday, and as a result, a little lack of preparation for the team, perhaps, said Daryl Sutter after the game. You know what? we got to take the point. Right? We didn't skate yesterday because the Harlem Globetrotters were playing in our building. We had to travel, and we couldn't skate this morning because 6 o'clock game. We better be thankful that we, we got a point, considering that a lot of our young players uh, didn't show up. Lack of preparation. Right? Got taken by the hand, some of these guys. Is that just a learning curve? I've been in the league for one to six years sometimes, so is that just a lack of preparation? Hmm. Don't love hearing that. I mean, yeah, you're, there's going to be game days where you don't skate. That's just the way it is in the NHL. The building schedules, it's just the way it is. It is a mental mental thing, totally. It's lack of preparation. Like You've been doing this your entire life, guys. If he's calling you out for lack of preparation on a game like this... Mm-hmm. To start this road trip? Against the team that... Well. You, the worst team on this road trip? Yeah. By uh, far? <laughs> yeah. And you get one point, you score three goals, but just giving up way too much. And That fourth goal is tough for him, Sutter also said in that press conference. Yeah, well, the fourth goal is hard to get, and you know, it's funny because he mentioned you know our scoring numbers are pretty much the same as they were last year, yep. which is great, mm-hmm. except for the fact that scoring is up across the entire NHL this year. Mm-hmm. So, I guess mathematically, your numbers aren't the same. I don't know year to year stuff like that, but this is a tough one. It's a pretty disappointing one. Very disappointing. Yeah. Now you look towards St. Louis. Mm-hmm. With a couple of games here, and and these ones and they've are, been playing all right. These ones are bigger because as much <laughs> as we were talking to Frank last week, and it was sell, sell, sell in St. Louis. It's a team that you know won their last game. They're only three points back of the Flames. And may I remind you, the Flames did wake up this morning in the first wild card position. They have the same amount of games played as the St. Louis Blues. They've played more games than the Avalanche and the Predators, who trail them. Mm-hmm. In the standings. But nevertheless, you start looking towards these next three games at least. Two tough ones against the Blues. They're a pest team to deal, to deal with usually. Very tough team to break down. Yeah, they're an, a nuisance to play against, especially now they've added a little bit of offense with Spark and Thomas and Cairo. Mm-hmm. They do have some guys injured right now. No Ryan O'Reilly, no Vladimir Tarasenko. You're playing them no back-to-back wins. games, yep. which has strange... It's a weird vibe, but... yeah. It seems to be the thing that the NHL likes to do a few times nowadays. This year. Yeah, yeah, second one for the Flames. I'm sure other teams have to deal with it as well. But it's it's yeah, this is going to be a big one here. It's you have to try find that extra point now somewhere along this trip, and if that has to be the Dallas game on Saturday, it's yeah, uh, you can maybe st- yeah, it, it's it, this is going to be a vital road trip. I've I've said it last week. This is going to be a big one for them to mm-hmm. to to assert themselves as a wild card team, or at least try and chase down Seattle a little more. And Seattle's got those three games in hand as well. They do have the games in hand. Uh, you have got games in hand on the Kings, and you're only six yeah. points back. Got a couple of games in hand there. So listen, all these things mm-hmm. are certainly attainable. You know, you're, you're ten points off the division lead. Vegas is. One or played one more game. I don't know if that one is uh, necessarily as in reach, but if you're looking at the LA Kings, that's a team with a negative goal difference. Yeah. If you're looking at the Seattle, the only one in the playoffs that has a negative dis- differential as well. So. Minus four on the season, which is pretty surprising because, yeah, like you said, even the Avalanche who are out of the playoffs are plus two. There's a couple teams in the East, like the Sabres are plus 22. Right now, they're four points out of the playoff spot in the Eastern Conference. But anyways, you've got ground to make up here. We're at the halfway point for the Flames. They've played 41 games now. It's interesting, and we're going to get into it a little bit later on in the show, but park a a few minutes here for it because they made the move. Jacob Pelche 
recalled yep. prior to this game Sunday, didn't play. Walker Dewar also recalled, didn't play. Different style players. Yep. Dewar projects more as a fourth liner. Pelche projects more as a middle sixer who can score. I wonder if or when we do see them, if on this trip. I thought the recall was intriguing because it didn't necessarily feel like there was a necessity for yeah, it. Yeah, and Richie's IR was retroactive. He's, he was eligible to get called off yesterday. Yeah, and they had Zahorn is still there. Like, I don't know, one forward would have made sense to me, but to bring up Pelche, it went. It's maybe just like a road trip call up type thing. We're on the road here for have a bit. Have him on the road have a little on, bit. We got it if something happens here. NHL salary for a week yeah. never hurts. Uh, and it's not like they play like. I, of course, you'd like you want to see Pelche in this at one or two, at least two times, maybe on this road trip, just to see. Hey, Matthew Phillips got his little cup of coffee. It didn't last very long. Jacob Pelche, maybe a little bit more of a, a player that can fit into Sutter's style of game, bit bigger, not not much bigger, but still, obviously not a not a five eight type stature type player. This mm-hmm. guy can play. Uh, you know, he's played top six. He's that projected type thing. He needs something on the wing here. And that's, I think this is the right call for Jacob Pelche to get up here. You see him in St. Louis, maybe. I think it's time. But here's another thing. What, where do you think? Lucic is not playing what do you himself do off the top six. That's, right that's the problem. This is what I've always gone back to. It was the same thing when Matthew Phillips got recalled. Mm-hmm. I mean, how is he getting into the lineup? How yeah. are you sitting any of these guys down? Yeah. Like, at that point, there hadn't really been... You had to kind of squint to see, like, maybe you could sit Adam Rizichka. Maybe. <laughs> but he's actually hasn't been that bad. And he was in, like, a middle six winger role at that point. Now he's actually playing a fourth line role, and he's doing a pretty good job of it and, and kind of needs to. Him and Zahorna were both under eight minutes last night. Not shocking. Yeah. Especially uh, as you're pressing in a tie game in the third yeah. period there. And I didn't necessarily love that line. I liked two lines yesterday. I liked yeah. the Kadri line. Yeah. I liked the back one line. Yeah. They were both very strong. I thought they created quite a bit of Yeah, I thought it was one of Kadri's game. best, get better games of late. Yeah. Thought he's been a little bit. Eh. Hub- Huberto had that chance in the slot off the turnover. Late in the game. Yeah, Majapani had a it. nice shot right in the slot as well. Oh, man, earlier. Right in the bread basket, yeah. too. And he felt, you could see him getting off. He's, he looks just completely it's, just so mad done with this right it's now. It's so, it's been the tale of two seasons for this guy. Last yeah. year, anytime something ended up on his stick in the slot or mm-hmm. five feet from the net, somehow, whether it hopped <laughs> yep. over a pad or under one or off a face or whatever, it mm-hmm. was getting into the net. Mm-hmm. This year, all pillows. Yep. All gut. Right into the boilers on these big old tendies. <laughs> and as a result, the goal scoring hasn't necessarily been there. Which sucks because, yeah, man, you're just one Manjapani goal away in a lot of these You know, games. it feels like it's, it, it, it takes one for him. Just, just get a one. Get a couple here going and it would just... Because that line's been good lately yeah. and they haven't been rewarded. Coleman off the bar with the nifty yeah. little backhand. Yeah. Like, right it, after they score for, their they, first goal. That's as hard working as that group is to just not get as much reward offensively is so frustrating to watch for how good they are on yeah. both ends of the ice and what they bring to this club that they're not getting those goals is just so disappointing. Back when skating really well, hey? Oh my God, yeah. He's, like, he's just getting better and better and better. As he does every year. Just continues to improve and just... His skating gets better. He gets more confident with the puck. Big fan of that guy. Oh, my God. Um, it was the finale. Uh, so that's the flame story. We'll get a little bit more on the morning report from MotorWorks coming up in just a mere moments mm-hmm. here. But also, final weekend of the NFL season. We now know the slate. Yes. We got the sked, Patty Dumas. We know what's going to be happening next weekend. Two games on Saturday, three games on Sunday, one game on Monday for your wild card weekend after it was the final week of the NFL's regular season. Saturday, 2.30, the Seahawks battle the 49ers. That one, of course, in San Fran. The nightcap, um, Chargers and Jags. Duval. Yeah, this one going to be in Duval County, of course, after they were able to beat the Titans Saturday night. A win in your in-game. That one was a lot of fun. Sunday, Dolphins and Bills. 
a divisional matchup. Yeah, we'll see if two is ready for that one. Got a few of these, actually. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Ravens and Bengals, Sunday Nighter. That's another divisional game. Played last week. Giants and Vikings at 2.30. Played like three weeks ago. And then your wild card weekend wraps up with your Monday Nighter, the Cowboys and the Buccaneers. Yeah, I mean, I want to talk with, I'll talk with Charles about about that, about the Dallas Cowboys. But uh, Dak Prescott, seven straight games with an interception to close this thing down. Are you worried? Oh, my God. And they cannot play on grass to save their lives. Uh, CeeDee Lamb, they cannot run the ball. Uh, I think they're one they're one and four on grass this year. Jason Garrett brought it up during the Sunday night broadcast yesterday. Yeah. One and four on grass. Why? They're not getting the I don't know. It's footing. They don't get the same amount of team speed on grass. One and four on grass. Half the league plays on it. And you're going to you go to a grass venue in, in Tampa Bay. Oh, Tom Brady's there, too. Hmm. I know the can Ross Tucker said last week he has no faith in the Buccaneers, and I get that. Like, why they're under five hundred? They're, they're an under five hundred team. That yeah, there was two very bad divisions, and, and as, both of them were the South. And as much conference. and as much as we say, oh, Tom Brady, it's Tom Brady, Tom Brady. There's been more times this year than not where he's been bad. Yeah. Well, it but, wasn't this past weekend, but the one before, what was it? The three, the three to straight Mike to the, yeah, the three to Mike Evans to get to like, win the division. There's still a dynamic duo. Yeah. But if Carolina would just cut, just how did you let Mike Evans get open three times? You win that game. It's like watching a Vikings game. Like, how is Justin <laughs> Jefferson this open all of the time? Why doesn't someone just cover him? It's not that hard. But it's it's so yeah. Five rematch. Uh, sorry, what was that uh, thing they they put five out? five rematches. Three, five rematches from uh, all of regular season. Or sorry, all of the games are all rematches for the fifth time since 1970. That all the games in the wild card weekend are rematches from the regular season. It's pretty wild. You only play 17 games a year, so you don't get to play every team. You got to play your divisional rivals more than once. And yet all of these teams have already played at least once. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to have a doozy coming up uh, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. The two teams getting the buys, the Chiefs and the Eagles. Yes. Which, you know, at the midway point, it looked like it was going to be the Chiefs and the Eagles. Mm-hmm. And then... Both Last of them maybe month. had a bit of a speed wobble, but they both pulled it out of the fire. Yeah, the Eagles there with obviously not having Jalen Hurts. The rest of the team suffered as well, it felt like. But last mm-hmm. night, they uh, they they kind of righted that ship. Hurts looked great in his in his time, played the whole game. Uh, defense stepped up as well. Philadelphia with with uh, Jalen Hurts, just, just an automatically but different team. Just different mindset around that group. And uh, they should be. And last time they were the one seed, they won the Super Bowl. They actually were the last one seed to win the Super Bowl, so... A little bit of faith there, perhaps, for the Philadelphia Eagles. Ravens, Bengals. I'm excited for that one. Yeah, I mean, like we're wondering about Lamar Jackson here. They, they obviously they started Anthony Brown there yesterday was, because it was like half the Ravens. Yeah, yesterday. because they didn't know. Again, they don't know if uh, if Lamar Jackson will be ready for next week, so they want to protect Tyler Huntley as much as possible. So of course you're gonna you know roll out Anthony Brown, third stringers. Baltimore really had no care. They I mean, they were pretty peeved about the whole coin toss thing heading into so it as was well. Cincinnati. So was Cincinnati. I don't think anybody was pretty happy about that. And Joe Mixon made a nice little joke about it with his touchdown celebration. He's got fine for that probably, but oh, yeah. uh, hold on to that coin. You'll need it. $10,000 for uh, <laughs> tuning of your time or yeah. whatever you want to call it. As uh, Mixon pulled the, the coin out of his glove after scoring a touchdown and flipped it in the end zone. Can't use props nope, anymore, nope, unfortunately. Nope. So that'll cost him, but... uh I'm sure that'll be fine. Yeah, just a drop in the hat. Yeah, there's a little drop in the bucket for yeah. him. Yeah, but uh, it'll be a good weekend. I think uh, this is a massive. I was, I was maybe hoping they put Kirk Cousins in prime time <laughs> Monday night, but they're like, yeah, you're don't not they gonna... all count as prime time? They if technically there's no other yes, games on? yeah, technically yes. But do I you mean... know who we'll have to ask? Lou. Lou. Yeah, we'll see how he's he's feeling here. Speaking of which, show today, Lou, eight thirty, always joins us on Mondays. We love him. Uh, Charles Davis going to join us just after 7 o'clock mm-hmm. as we talk a little bit of NFL with CD. Do you know what game he was on this weekend? He was on the Eagles and Giants. I uh, was not doing red zone. I was dialed on the Cincy game. Okay. So uh, didn't catch much of Charles Davis. It was in the afternoon, but yeah, he was uh, Eagles-Giants. And then um, we're going to talk a little bit of golf. Yeah, Adam Stanley. The uh, new 2023 season is underway, so we're going to steal 10 minutes of his time. Quite a collapse. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was funny. I um, I went to Launchpad on Saturday with a couple of buddies, 
and um, was uh, doing some post-birthday golf. We went to the Islanders game for one of their birthdays. Mm. A lot of fun. Had a great time this weekend, uh, both the Saddle Dome and down at Launchpad. And while we were there, I was like, hey, did you guys see uh, Colin Morikawa can apparently putt now? And uh, that's a big problem for everybody. <laughs> and then just absolutely had the bottom fall out on him. So uh, we'll ask him about that and uh, about all the Canadians as well, mm-hmm. which is always lots of fun. Mackenzie Hughes, poised for a big year. Taylor Pendrith. Waiting healthy. for that Corey Connors, man. Waiting for that Corey big Connors. Corey Connors win. Um, was it him or Mackenzie Hughes who had the tweet a couple weeks ago? It was like, I've made the very difficult decision to retire. Things are, are very difficult for me right now. Hughes, I think. I appreciate everything you're saying, but I just cannot go on playing fantasy football. Yeah. And I was like, oh, oh man, oh, I thought I you were retiring. <laughs> what are you doing to me? So we'll ask, uh, we'll ask Adam about all that, and we'll dive into a little bit more of this Flames and Blackhawks debacle and the rest of what's going to happen on the Central Division road trip. Jacob Peltier? Maybe. We'll toss it around later on. But up next, it is the Morning Report. Keep it locked. It's the big show. Sports at 960 The Fan. Welcome back to the program. Hope you're having a lovely Monday and your weekend was spectacular. This is the big show. With Matty Rose and Patty Dumas. George Russick will be back later in the week. Coming up on the show, Charles Davis, Adam Stanley. And Peter Labardia says we're going to talk some football, golf, and hockey all before 9 o'clock. Merrick's show today. Francis' show today. From St. Louis. Flames talk today. It's going to be a good show. We're live in the DL. Doug Lacey Basement Systems downtown studio. They're your local experts for basement waterproofing, sump pumps, crawl spaces, foundation repair, and radon mitigation. All things Basementy, go ahead and visit dlbasementsystems.com. We got GVP and Alex Brody in the other room. GVP's got a real hot take. Real hot take. <laughs> I don't know if I want to air it, but. Oh, come on now. All right. Well, we were talking about the World Juniors off. We were talking about Connor Bedard. Yeah. Because he put up a sixth spot in his return to the dub yesterday against the Hitman. And obviously, and obviously that guy's going to be a surefire lock to go number one and be like a really good NHL player. That, That's not the hot take. That is not the hot take. That's not the hot take. My hot take was that I don't know if Shane Wright's going to be the same way. He gives me Nail Yakupov vibes. Mm. And I went, okay, I, I can get he's not going to be Connor Bedard, but Nail Yakupov vibes. That guy, like, I mean, that was bad. That guy sucked. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Confirmed not good, Nail Yakupov. Yes. Can confirm. Uh, sources suggest. Hmm. There you go. You have it right there. We're going to put it on a little <laughs> post-it note, put it up in a frame, yeah, and we're going to come back at it in 10 years. A former GM said somebody was going to be the best player in that draft 10 years from now. So and that, that, look how that panned out. <laughs> you, you've you had a couple of swings at Mark Jankowski. And, it's and not even Mark Jankowski I'm taking swings at. It's, it's the guy who drafted him. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> Um, maybe perhaps more on Connor Bedard, but I would argue Whoa. less on Shane Wright in the morning. Yeah, report. nothing on Shane Wright. Just brought to you by MotorWorks. If you own a BMW, choose MotorWorks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10%. 51st Avenue and 3rd Street Southeast. We say good morning to Patty Dumas. Yes, Flames visiting the old madhouse on Madison. Crazy final week to the NFL season, and both the Wranglers and Hitmen are in action, including another legendary performance from Connor Bedard. Let's get to it. Flames looking to go back-to-back after a nice 4-1 win over the Islanders on Friday. Jacob Pelche, Walker Dewar earning some call-ups after some solid seasons. Down with the Wranglers and with Brett Ritchie being placed on IR, but retroactive to December 31st, he's eligible to return any time now. Right on. So Pelche and Dewar not in the lineup last night, so maybe we'll see them at some point on this road trip. We'll see. Uh, Same lines as Friday. And boy, this one was sloppy, at least to start. Uh, Jacob Markstrom getting his fourth straight start against Alex Stalock, and we did not have to wait very long for the first goal of this one. Reichel sends it back to the right point. Seth Jones' shot fought off by Markstrom, and now it goes in. They've scored. 
Lucas Reichel takes the gift from Nazem Kadri in only his 13th career game, earning the call-up, gets his first NHL goal, the 2020 first-round pick, has the Hawks out to an early 1-0 lead. Not that start you want against the worst team in the league. And, uh, yeah, not looking great to start this one. No, 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 not a good start. Not a good start at all. Uh, Reichel and Domi looking like yeah. uh, they were ready to go. but uh, Looking like Flames. Robert Reichel and Ty Domi. Nice. <laughs> Uh, Max might no, be a little more yeah, skilled. No, there was some actual skill in Max's game yesterday. But he did jump. Who did he jump? Dylan Dubé? Yeah, after the appropriately yeah, so, later on. Yeah. yeah, sure. He's got his dad's little feist to him, though. Yeah, sure. a little bit. Of <laughs> the Hawks actually might have some pieces to deal like in the next yeah. two months. Yeah. If they can actually find a oh, way yeah. to move out the two big guys, that would be awesome for them. But... Domi, maybe some of those blue liners will fetch a late mid-round pick or mid-level prospect, something like that. Who knows? Early second rounder is not the worst either. Uh, closing so in on the got mi- Rasmus Anderson. Exactly. Closing in on the midway mark of the first period. Flames to the power play. And they don't waste it. Lafferty trying to clear Kent. Foley holds it in. To back it up to the blue line to Anderson. Anderson to Toffoli with a shot stop. Rebound, they score! Yeah, a nice movement from that unit. Toffoli fires it on Staylock. He cannot crawl the rebound, but alas, Lindholm can. His 13th, and it's a 1-1 hockey game. Oh, my goodness. So surprising. A team with a whole bunch of superstar players that didn't play with each other ever before took half a season, and now the power play is clicking. Not surprised. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little over a minute later, uh, Hawks looking for more? What? Into the Blackhawks zone. Jack Johnson takes over. Takes a stretch pass ahead to Reese Johnson. Johnson drops it, Lafferty shoots it, rebound, they score! Man, yeah, not a great line change at all. The wily veteran Jack Johnson finds Reese Johnson over to Sam Lafferty, who takes a shot, Colin Blackwell with his first, corrals that rebound, his first as a member of the Blackhawks, and it's 2-1 Chicago after 20 minutes of play. Yeah, not the start that you wanted. Thought that the Flames played okay, but as has been the case with this team, they press offensively a lot because mm-hmm. they have trouble scoring, and then sometimes they press too hard, and they f- end up with puck in the back of their net by giving up great eight chances. Flame, yeah, Flames outshot Chicago 18-10 to 10 after the first period. Uh, mm-hmm. They would continue the shot parade into the second period. But uh, that first goal of the second period didn't come from the Flames. Lindholm holds it in for a moment. Adomi steals it from him and slides it left wing side. Kurashev in centers and scores! Toffoli tries to send it back to the point, but it's right to the stick of a Blackhawks player. Leads to a two-on-one. Nothing Markstrom could do on that one. That would be it for him. Third goal on 11 shots. It's 3-1 Chicago. Not Chicago, not even 40 seconds into period number two. Yeah, and it wasn't a great game for Jacob Markstrom. Mm. I didn't love the rebounds. I didn't love how he was kind of... I, I just didn't didn't like it. Dan Vladar start Tuesday? Ah! Where you give Markstrom one more go, and then have Vladar go Thursday. Doesn't really matter. Doesn't really know now. No, and here's the thing. Every time I guess I'm wrong. Yeah. So, it's fair. doesn't really matter what I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Yankee of Markstrom was surely a message-sending moment from the coach as not even 30 seconds later. Here's Huberto, a shot. He scores! Right off the face-off. Yeah, Kadri loses it, but damn fine work from Milan Lucic. Stick lift. Big man. Shovels it over to wide-open Huberto. Flames now just trailing by one. Nice shot by Huberto. Yeah. Great play by Lucic. That's what you need to do yeah. if you're helping out on the draw. And you Get your big moose body in there. <laughs> big moose body. <laughs> Come on. Get your big moose body in. Your big yeah. moose. Moose. He scored the big goal yeah. to open up the game on uh, Friday night. Yeah. Has a real nice assist. I think he's going to get that five. And like we talked about. <laughs> As someone on the text line says, we're going to have to ask our uh, temp, George, <laughs> temp. about those uh, five goals from Milan Lucic by the end of the year, eh? Uh, but yeah, jeez, man, it's it's one of those things that around Jacob Pelche, I'm like, yeah, it'd be great to see him, but like, what, you're going to take Milan Lucic off that line? Lucic works in the top six he's, when he's there right now. He's looked good in the he, top six, more ha- times than not. He hasn't been bad. <laughs> so... 
<laughs> what is happening? I don't know. <laughs> see what happens. Uh, Dan Vladar makes a massive save with the right pad, with the Hawks putting pressure on. On Reichel. Yeah, looked like they could have the fourth goal. Immediately waved off uh, the ensuing post-whistle scrum. Would it see a rare fight? Michael Stone and Jake McCabe, if you can call it that, uh, gets sent to the sin bin for five minutes. Ian Mitchell uh, then puts the puck over the glass. Flames to the power play for a second time. Flames with the offensive zone draw to start the Holmes by Abby power play. Folding. Download to Lindholm. Feeds it in front. Kadri shoots and scores! Yeah, I thought it was the best game from Nazem Kadri in a long time. Maybe not a long time, but at least a couple weeks. I thought he was probably more active on, a, on the, in play. I thought, you know. I think he's been pretty good lately. Yeah. But yesterday was one where you could tell a little bit of uh, juice as someone yeah. who played in Colorado for a few years, been to Chicago, and been in that United Center mm -hmm. many a time over the last few seasons, and uh, was certainly... Ready to go. Yeah, Lindholm made that nice, tried to make the pass across the crease, but Alex Stalock's stick puts it right back in front, and Kadri slides it by the Hawks' tender. That's the Flames' second power play goal of the night. Uh, later stage of the second period, Dylan Dubé gets called for a boarding call on Philip uh, Kurashev. Uh, him and Domi go at it after the whistles. Dubé gets the extra minor. Hawks can't do anything on the power play. Also had a Michael Stone half fight with Jake McCabe. Yeah, uh, that's like the, they game. did get called for fighting. Yeah. yeah, like they did get called for. They did. Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> it was a fight. It was, I, I was guess. Like, they dropped the like, gloves. Keep your hands up, Michael, please. Yeah, uh, pretty even third period, especially on the shot clock, as it was only 11-10 flames. Uh, but the only close one is it was 45-24 flames on the shot clock. Uh, feels like we've been the, up this road before. Yeah, yeah. oh, 100% yeah. we've been up this road before. Yeah. A lot of shots, <laughs> not a lot of goals, and somehow end up losing the game. It's, I don't know how, I yeah. haven't seen anything quite like it, frankly. Yeah, we go, oh, this one needed overtime, and it did not take long uh, for 10. We're almost a minute into overtime. It's 3-3 as these two times teams try to settle the score. Three on three. Domi loses it and now gets it back. Domi deeks, shoots and scores. Yeah, a nice entry from uh, Max Domi. Slides it over to the newest sensation for the Hawks. Lucas Reichel gives it back to Domi. And Chelsea Dagger plays. Hawks win 4-3. Alex Stalock, he was pretty good. Can't say enough about him, but it wasn't good enough for against the worst team in the league. You get the point. But you just, you know, you needed that too. Flames back out on Tuesday night against the St. Louis Blues. Uh, let's hear from the coach. I'm sure he had nothing memorable to say. You know what? We got to take the point. Right? We didn't skate yesterday because the Harlem Globetrotters were playing in our building. We had to travel and we couldn't skate this morning because 6 o'clock game. We better be thankful that we, we got a point considering that a lot of our young players uh, didn't show up. Lack of preparation. Right? Got taken by the hand, some of these guys. Well, that's disconcerting. Yeah. As you get ready for a couple of tilts in Chicago. Um, because, yeah, hey, life isn't perfect. Sometimes the Harlem Globetrotters come and Sometimes beat you're the brakes off the general Saturday night so you don't get to skate. Yeah. That's too bad. They were using a freaking ladder. Yeah. Well, you uh, can find another ice surface also. Like, come on. <laughs> I mean, what, there's like ranks as Flames community as wind sport. Uh, yeah. I mean, no, whatever. Uh, let's move on locally. They weren't ready. They were not ready to take on the worst team in the league. And now they have to play the Blues on Tuesday and on Thursday. In a tough spot. Uh, Hitman and Wranglers both in action on Sunday. We'll start with the Hitman. They were looking for the Sasky sweep. Picked up a 2-1 win in the shootout over Moose John Friday. They were taking on Mo uh, Regina. Taking on the Pats on Sunday. Welcoming back. Fresh off a gold medal, Connor Bedard. And did he ever continue that play over from Halifax? Got the first goal, assisted on the next two, scored the final three. Two of them shorthanded. Two of them shorthanded. Four goals, two assists, six points in Connor Bedard's return to the dub. <laughs> that guy, man. Listen, Hitman won three or four on their Saskatchewan road trip, That's and they're actually trip. in a really good place right yeah. now, but you got Connor Bedarded. Over the weekend, the Hitman also announced that they've opened up the second bowl for the February 1st game. Yes. It is the last scheduled game for the regular season that the Pats have in Calgary. Um, unless they end up meeting in the postseason, might be your last chance to catch Connor Bedard yeah. playing junior hockey. Last time you get him for a cheap ticket, probably, yeah. as well. Uh, did you see that massive trade last night in the WHL ahead of the trade deadline? I sure did. Another uh, Canadian <laughs> World Junior medalist, Olin Zellweger. And listen, we've seen some big trades. Another Canadian gold medalist, Nolan Allen, has already been traded yeah. in the dub. 
Um, David, no, um, not your you had it last night. Uh, Simon Nemec, uh, the Czech skater who played for Czechia. Yeah. He was an oil king. He got traded. Both those were huge, but nothing compared to the Olin Zellweger trade. He goes to Kamloops, who's hosting the Memorial Cup this year. Mm-hmm. Arguably the best defenseman in the entire dub. So the trade package was ginormous. Like four first, four first round picks, a whole bunch of seconds, four players. It's interesting because in the OHL you can't trade first round picks. The dub you can. There's all sorts of weird, different rules around trades in these junior leagues, but yeah, yeah pretty monumental. I don't think Connor Bedard is going to get dealt. John Paddock has kind of made it sound like. They want Connor Bedard to be drafted as Regina Pat. Yep. But WHL trade deadline is coming up. Yeah, next uh, next Monday will be that deadline. Uh, Wranglers, they were taking on the Bakersfield Condors down at the Dome. No Jacob Pelche or Walker Dewar. They, they were... also opened up the second bowl for this game. Go so out. Go love out. that. Watch that. <laughs> Great job. Yeah. Go out, watch the Wranglers uh, beat up on the Condors. Uh, they didn't have Pelche or Dewar, but they did have uh, their leading scorer. Good interception there, and waiting for it is Ben Jones. Jones, couple of options. Phillips scores! Matthew Phillips, the Calgary kid. Sandra Pacina on the call there. That's uh, his 20th. Uh, Matthew Phillips, uh, and then Dennis Gilbert. Denny Gilbert. Uh, <laughs> open the scoring. Wranglers win 2-1. That's two in a row. They're back in action on Tuesday. Back at the Dome against the Condors. Uh, we got a real busy, busy NHL on a Sunday. Jets and Canucks. Uh, looking to win a fifth straight for the first time this season. Taking on Vancouver. Battle of the backups. David Riddick up against Colin Delia. Kyle Connor would open the scoring with two goals in under two minutes. Then JT Miller and Jake Strudnika uh, tie it before the period it was up. 2-2 after 20. Jets establish another two-goal league thanks to Nick Ehlers, his first, and Morgan Barron. But shortly after that, Bo Horvat's 29th would make it 4-3. Sheldon Drees would tie it. Jets lose another two-goal lead. Late stages of the second period now. Winnipeg searching for their third lead of the afternoon. Gagne out towards center ice. Flings it to the far side for Axel Janssenfield. He moves in, shoots and scores! What a wrist shot for Axel Janssenfield! AJF! <laughs> okay. Paul Edmonds on the call. AJF. <laughs> Axel Janssenfield. That guy's flow is so oh, Winnipeg. so nice. It's just oh. like Kyle Connor. They got the long blonde hair there. Love that. Uh, Swede. They like, they like their Nordic players in Winnipeg. Sure. He looks like a Viking. Uh, Connor's American. <laughs> Connor is American, but they like their Viking-looking players. I Connor doesn't look like a Viking. He looks like it, he crushes it on war zones. Yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, that would be the game winner. Kyle Connor would get his third of the game to make it's it. like s- the pizza boy from The Simpsons. Greasy boy teen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The Sorry, Jets win 7 4. Uh, Connor has five straight 20 goal seasons. Uh, Stars and Panthers, uh, they were taking on the Panthers in down and deep in the heart of Texas. Florida winners of two straight. Stars drop back to back games in LA and Anaheim. But the Panthers still don't know how to keep the puck out of their own net. And they don't know how to score more than four goals a game, it seems. Uh, trailing, four, uh, trailing 3 1, Jason Robinson looking for the knockout blow. And now it's chipped out. Robertson will catch up, and he's got space all alone. Robertson scores! Yeah, that would no doubt. Robertson's 28th. Stars win 5-1. Stars are a wagon. Yeah. Panthers, not so much. I, a lot of problems there. And between the pipes seems to be a big one. Mm-hmm. You have a $10.5 million goaltender who's really struggling and a young backup who really needs a little bit more support mm. from a backup who is one <laughs> of the highest paid players in the NHL. Not just goaltenders, because players. he's easily the highest paid goaltender. Yeah. And especially now that Carey Price is gone. You know, he's got to be better. Mm-hmm. And he hasn't been for the Panthers all year long. No, it's it's been a struggle there in Florida. We'll just, you know... <laughs> This is he kind of was expected. Yeah, you get the you get Kachuk, but you lose Uyghur, you lose Huberdeau, who were so vital to defensive structure of this team. But forty nine points in thirty eight games for number nineteen, ninth in league scoring. On his way to another hundred point season. Uh, Capitals and Blue Jackets meeting for a second time in four days. Uh, it was the return of a couple massive talents for the Capitals as well. Nicholas Backstrom, who underwent left knee resurfacing surgery. That sounds just terrible. Yeah, and only one player has ever returned from that surgery, and he didn't play very much after it. And that's Ed Jovanovsky back in 2014. He oh, only played like, like eight games. Uh, 
Um, yeah, and Tom Wilson, who underwent ACL surgery after suffering that injury back in Game 1 of their first-round series against Florida last year, both in the lineup. Not a lot to report on this one, just the one goal. Eric Gustafson, one nothing the final. Darcy Kemper with a 38-save shutout. Yeah, good for Kemper. Uh, just looking at some ice times here. Backstrom, 14 3 Nice. Uh, five for seven in the face-off circle. That's nice. good. Tom Wilson, six hits. <laughs> Perfect. 14-10 of action. <laughs> Yep, yep, pretty much exactly what you'd expect for both of them. Yeah, good. Uh, you want to see both of them have a uh, long here, successful. Uh, oh, and finishes. the Columbus Blue Jackets didn't score. Cry me a river. Boo hoo! Uh, yeah, uh, Leafs and Flyers. Toronto playing on a Sunday. Four-one uh, winners over Detroit on Saturday. Looking for more of the same on Sunday against the Flyers. Down a man, but up one on the scoreboard. Take your shot, Timothy Lilligren. It almost caught the Flyers' Carter Hart. Shot scores off the faceoff. <laughs> Shorty, and it's Timothy Lilligren getting his third goal of the season. Great Joe Bowen on the call there. Uh, 4-2 Leafs. Tavares and Matthews would get in on the action as well. Leafs win big, 6-2. Pretty impressive stuff, these Leafs. Mm. They're, um... That division is strange because it's the Bruins at the very top, Mm -hmm. and then it's the Leafs, and then it's, like, the Lightning and, and kind of... Everybody else, but not really. Like, the Panthers aren't even that close. I think the Leafs would feel better about this year against the Lightning than last like, year. I was like, is the Atlantic this year going to be more competitive with all these teams taking a step? The answer is no. No. It's going to be maybe the worst division in hockey. It is the worst division in hockey. Straight up. I would think so. Uh, what else we got here? Uh, one more uh, game to get to. Uh, two more games, actually, should say. Three games. I lied. Uh, Coyotes uh, back at Mullet Arena taking on the Penguins, but you couldn't tell. There's probably more Penguin fans in the building. Third period now. Penguins looking for the silencer. Curls it into the Penguin zone. Right onto the tape of Joseph. Ahead for Malkin. One touch to Zucker. Over the line. Left wing for Malkin. Dangles to the slot. Back down low. Zucker. Backhand try. Scores! Oh, baby! Jason Zucker going shelfie. Going shelfie. Pens win Mm. 4-1. I don't think I like that. I don't like that either. Uh, Blues and Wild, Calgary's next opponent, wrapping up their road trip in the Twin Cities, taking on the Wild. Late stages of the third now. Blues up 1-0, now on a 2-on-1. Out of the boxes, Shen. He tries to get back into the play. And the Blues win it. Shen with Saad. 2-on-2, into the zone. Saad to Shen. They score! Braden Shen puts the Blues up 2-0. Six minutes to go in the third period. Yeah, out of the penalty box. Takes the nice heat from Brandon Saad. Shen would get the empty netter as well. Thomas Grice with 35 saves in the shutout. 3-0 to the Blues. And one more game on the NHL. Sked last night. Boston Bruins closing out this California road trip in Anaheim. Looking to sweep it as well. David Pasternak had a hat trick as the Bruins roll 7-1. Goals 30, 31, and 32 for Pasta. Passing Johnny Buchek for third on the most uh, for most hat tricks. In team history, Bruins approved to 32, 4, and 4. Uh, we'll do the NFL coming up at 7.30, so uh, it's okay. We can just uh, go into the well, golf. Why don't you just give us uh, oh, the, give the, the, the schedule for yeah, the, uh, sure. the, the, also the wild card weekend wild card, coming up yeah. So we got uh, the wild card. We got the wild card schedule coming up here on Saturday, 2.30 kickoff. NFC West battle between the Seahawks and the Niners out in Santa Clara. The nightcap on Saturday will see the five-seed L.A. Chargers enter Duval County, take on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Sunday, the triple header. Uh, CBS, the 11 a.m. game will have Miami and Buffalo. Fox has the 2.30 game between the Giants and the Vikings in Minneapolis. And the nightcap on NBC rematch, AFC North battle, Baltimore Ravens in Cincinnati. Don't know if Lamar Jackson will be good to go in that one, Cincinnati. Uh, looking good. Joe Burrow says the Super Bowl window for the Bengals is open as long as I am here. Did you see the picture of him in the locker room? Yeah, we're wearing the T-shirt, the Cincinnati, the, the Conkers. With the cigar? That one that's not the yeah, background, background of my phone? Just <laughs> like it was in L- in, uh, at LSU after winning the national championship. And then on Monday, uh, this uh, this will be a good one. It's the Dallas Cowboys taking on Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The 8-9 Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tom Brady under 500 in the playoffs. The only other thing to add from this past week is that it sounds like Lovey Smith has been let go He's from He's been fired Houston. because he won a game that the Houston Texans needed to lose to pick first overall. I say good on you, Lovey Smith. A lot of guys wanted to win that game, playing their first NFL games. They needed a win to go out on the 
on the winning note of a tough year in Houston. Cost them the first overall pick. Cost Lovey Smith probably his job here, as we see reported after during Sunday Night Football, I believe. He was, yeah. he was fired. Yep. Um, but yeah. Didn't even make it through the night. Didn't even make it through the night. Chicago Bears will be picking first overall for the first time since the 1940s. They selected Tom Harmon, father of Mark Harmon, the actor. Who uh, who's going first overall this year? Well, I mean, it's a whole bunch. Like Chicago could probably move that pick because mm. they don't need a quarterback. Mm. Bryce Young is probably the top pick out of Alabama. So if you trade that pick to a quarterback hungry team, you could get yourself a huge amount. The last team to trade out of a first round pick, first overall, got two firsts, two seconds, and two thirds. Well, that's pretty good. That's pretty good for a team that will have the most money to spend this offseason as well. Wow, aren't you loaded up with the facts? Look at that. Yeah. More uh, you know, folks. Uh, a couple more things here. Uh, to the golf scene, high scores and drama out in Hawaii for the first PGA Tournament yeah, of 2023. No so these guys just destroyed the course. Just <laughs> destroying the old Kapalua out in Maui. Colin Moore They're like Kawa. all 10 under, oh, 8 under. I, the la- last place was 5 under. Yeah. <laughs> you got 5 under? Nice. Uh, come on. Colin Morikawa had a six-shot lead over John Rahm after 12 holes. And at this point... Morikawa went 67 holes without a bogey, and it all fell apart. His last birdie came on the sixth. Uh, from there, it was just three par. It was just pars and three straight bogeys on 14, 15, and 16. And for good measure, he bogeyed 18. <laughs> John Rahm had an eagle on 15. Like me, <laughs> put him in the lead for good. He wins with two shots at 27 under. What a start to the 2023 portion of the new season. Canadian Corey Connors and Mac Hughes finished at 17 and 15 under, respectively. <laughs> And the Toronto Raptors, they're back in action on Sunday, taking on the Portland Trail Blazers down at the Scotiabank Arena in T.O. They've dropped three straight, and there was a report that Fred Van Vliet turned down a contract extension by the club, oh, a report that he denied, saying that both clubs would wait on the extension. Uh, to the game, continuing this homestand, uh, welcoming those Blazers, and they did end on that losing streak, Maddie. 117-106 Raptors win. Pascal Siakam led the way offensively, of course, 27 points. Uh, Fred Van Vliet had a nice game as well, chipping in 14. Uh, back in action Tuesday when they welcome the Charlotte Hornets. That's the morning report. Ah, it's outstanding. The morning report is brought to you by MotorWorks. If you own a BMW, choose MotorWorks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match, then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Ave and 3rd Street Southeast. We didn't get an opportunity to get to a lot of the NFL there because my time management has been very poor to start today. Um, I apologize for that. But as a result, we're going to ask Charles Davis all about all the things that Patty Dumas did not have time to get to in the last segment. That's next. Sports at 960 The Fan.